Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Can Be Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Castle, and my passion is to inspire you to be everything you want to be. My guest today, Jared Treadway, my mystic friend. We met many years ago when we were both passionately trying to save our town's railroad museum. And we've been in and out of each other's life since then. Now, he and I had an interesting conversation, and we recorded it for today's show, just about the importance of discovering ourselves, figuring out who we want to be in the first place. He is a Gene Keys guide and has studied human design. So the conversation was just very fascinating. And if you'd like to know more information about a retreat that we talked about and what Gene Key is, you can go to genekeys.com and do some further discovery. This is going to be a great show. So just listen up and share your thoughts with me afterwards, because I think that this is going to expand your mind just a little bit in some cool ways. Thank you for joining us. All right, Jared, I, you and I have had some fabulous conversations already up to this point and we weren't even recording. So I can't even wait to hear what, what's going to come from this conversation as we continue. Um, but I am so thrilled you're here. I've been wanting to connect with you and have some conversation with you for quite a while. I think it's been three, four, five, six years since we've really. Um, yes, I'm going to say four. Okay, four yes. years since since you and I've spent some time. And that's mostly my fault because I've been in a hermetic phase. And I love it, but but I've watched that too. I mean, like you, I mean, I, I've i seen that you would like poke, it's almost like a turtle that comes mm-hmm. out of the shell, like you poke your head out and you're like, nah, I'm not ready yet. And then you'd go back into your shell and then you poked your head out. And then all of a sudden I saw you and Terry doing some really cool things and and have just really been paying attention to um, how you've transitioned, like um, really discovered yourself. Yes, or, or maybe perhaps I would feel more comfortable if we said I'm in the process of discovering. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I have fully stepped into the realization that I am not a static thing. Mm. I'm always in evolution. Mm-hmm. And once you begin to realize that that's the nature of our experience, mm-hmm. that you can sort of move into a space of embracing. Mm-hmm. That is a um, great way to keep us from judging ourselves at the place that we are right now. Absolutely. And so many, I know for myself, judgment of myself has been something that I have been working on. Many of us have, and I, I have had this experience in the past, there are, there are background programs running in our consciousness mm-hmm. that we may not even be able to like consciously express, I'm judging myself right now. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a static undertone. Mm-hmm. And once you begin to see one of those, then you start to be more conscious and tuned into the idea that that may be happening for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can sort of elevate the frequency of that phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Instead of now saying, I'm doing something bad or there's something wrong with me, you can begin to say, I've just been presented with something about myself that I can see and mm-hmm. discern. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Instead of that parental, I mean, we, 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 I, I've found in the past, I almost parent myself. And what if that is a natural part of the individuation process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this the other day, actually, because I'm the last person in the world that wants to look back upon my past and the experiences I've had and blame my parents for something. Right. I am this way because my dad did or did not do this mm-hmm. thing for me. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we all come into a family and we're young, we're impressionable, like being conditioned is a part of the process. Right. But then we all reach a point in life, or may I suggest that we're all offered opportunities later right. in yeah. life to right. say, hmm. Why is that? Yeah. And is this what I prefer? Mm-hmm. Is this is this what I'm wanting? Is mm-hmm. is this the mood or the vibrational tone or the mm-hmm. countenance that I'm really wanting to embody? Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. You know, and I'm sitting there, I'm reflecting on the experience I just had at a Dr. Joe Dispenza event. And um, you and I were talking earlier, just the feelings of whenever you put all of the judgment and the condition in which we love ourselves aside, and we truly start falling in love with who we are, like sitting still with ourselves long enough to even figure out who we are. And then you you take away all of those conditions, all of those, yeah, buts. And if you do this, I mean, like those things that we do to ourselves, mm-hmm. once you remove that and you really start truly falling in love with yourself, like treating yourself with the same level of respect and conditional love that you offer those that you love the most, it's, it's, um, it was really almost humbling to me that I have not set to do that before. I'm actually flabbergasted by by my experience moving through the process that you just described. When I look back upon it, I I honestly cannot believe that we aren't all offered the opportunity. Like it should be part of the curriculum of being human. Mm -hmm. Like everybody needs to understand these dynamics. Mm -hmm. And so many of us, like, actually, I'm going to say, it's not upon, a conversation people have. It's not. And not only that, based upon the conditioning of the specific place where you may be living or you may have mm-hmm. grown up, it's actually in some ways discouraged. Well, it's almost, I think, me, now I'm 52 years old. So my upbringing was a little bit different than someone who might be 18 or 19 years old listening, which typically it's it's middle-aged women generally that are listening to this um, show, but it was frowned upon, like you're being selfish and self-centered and, and all of those. I mean, like I had to get past those conditions first before I could even feel like it's okay for me to take, like even talking about self-love, like really, you're going to be selfish enough that you're going to step away from your family and go do that for yourself. How dare you? But in fact, in terms of the energy and the dynamics of that, the opposite is Mm -hmm. more true. Absolutely. Like you actually, 
have more capacity to support and love others when you've been selfish enough mm-hmm. to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've had the I've had to confront situations where I had to say to myself, I'm not meeting my own needs. Mm-hmm. And I wore myself completely out mm-hmm. trying to hold up everything I was trying to do for everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And eventually all that, that dropped. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. sooner is better than later. Absolutely. If if you if you can take care of this, take care of yourself sooner, it's better than later. Oh. Just uh, you know, just from um a health standpoint, and a lot of people wait to that point where they don't have a choice because right. because your body just says, "Okay, enough is enough. You have broken me down and I cannot go any more." And we see that. Yes. And in my case, the body could have kept on going because I'm a manifesting generator with lots of energy. Mm-hmm. My mind stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you work in creative disciplines, it's That's not good for your mind. To stop. Thing. No, <laughs> no. And then you start the judgment. What's wrong with me? Why is this happening? And, yes. and um, gosh, what a journey. I know that you and I both have been on. And I think for, for me, COVID did it for me because I knew it was the end of the world as we knew it. And I also knew we were moving into the age of the Aquarius and there's just a lot going on energetically at the same time. But I had that pause moment Mm -hmm. to reflect because I had been in Mexico. And so I was sent, we were told to leave Mexico and then I had to go in quarantine. And then, you know, everybody was supposed to sit still for two weeks. And that was that sitting down moment that I really am like, who in the hell am I really? Mm. And if, if this is the end of the world, as I know it, then what do I want it to look like for me? How do I want to move forward? And how do you meet that moment? Mm -hmm. Like realizing that we are in the midst of individual and collective evolution and change. Mm -hmm. The realization of that is one thing, Mm -hmm. but then next in your consciousness and your, in your, your awareness you may discern what is the energy that I'm bringing to this. Mm-hmm. Am I going to invest my consciousness in the fear and the mayhem? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to be one of those who remains positively focused? Right. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you know, what I love about this show is those listening. I mean, I, I truly believe in, in, you know, being at the, at the event last week and just knowing that we literally can rewire our brains. We literally have the capacity within to be who we want to be. Like starting today, forget the past, but starting today, living in the truth of who I am and living my future self. Like we did some walking meditations, which were really cool. It's very empowering because you're standing there visualizing and, and telling yourself who you are from that moment forward. And it's your future self, but you're believing that future self to be yourself at this moment. And then the, the, then the magic of motion, the magic of movement and stepping into the truth of who I am today, not who I want to be if I do this, this, and this, or when I hit this, then I'm going to be this person. No, who is it you want to be? What do you want to be and be that? From this moment, forget the past. That's amazing. And I've had a little bit different path. Um, I have looked at Joe Dispenza, but what we're noticing is um, that 
there are many luminaries mm-hmm. in the world today who are bringing us a similar message mm-hmm. with a slightly different language. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful because different people can be reached. In Absolutely. Yeah. So what you are today is the result of your past consciousness. Right. And you can, you can acknowledge that, but then like you're saying, who I am tomorrow is the result of my current consciousness. Mm -hmm. So how am I being right now in order to allow the manifestation of this new idea I have for my Mm -hmm. future self? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit. We had just briefly talked about the global retreat. Um, You know, I, I be in, you know, you had mentioned manifest generator, of course. I, I mean, you probably guessed it. Me too. And um, as a profile three, five, I'm, I'm here for the collective. I mean, I just really, it is, it, I'm, I'm a teacher and I like to connect and provide people information and, and then hand, you know, here's some ideas, here's some resources, here's something available, grab it if you'd like it. Um, and so some of the ideas that we even talk about, it may not be for you, but grab bits and pieces of what might be for you to help you through this experience of life. But you were talking about a global retreat that is um, available. Will you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. And so when Michelle is speaking to being a manifesting generator, she's speaking to uh, energy types within a, an amazing system and a synthesis called the human design system. Um, And it is the result of, a revelation by a man named Ra Uruhu in 1987, um, who actually took the the 12 uh, star signs, right, zodiac yeah. wheel, and uh, and synthesized it with the 64 uh, um, hexagrams of the ancient Chinese I Ching, and so you you get this beautiful kind of evolution of of energetic archetypes throughout the year. Um, so that was like in 1987, it started to gain popularity in the 90s. Uh, and if if those of you who are listening haven't looked at your human design chart, you may be inspired mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, a man named Richard Rudd had studied human design for a number of years and was a teacher of human design. And he had another epiphany or revelation that led to an elaboration of of what came from human design and his system is called the gene keys. And it basically takes the same 64 uh, energy archetypes and it, it expands them into a, a spectrum of frequency of consciousness. Okay. From a shadow expression to a gift expression and then to a highest expression that's called, it's a Sanskrit word called city. So basically, for instance, in, in my chart, like the strongest energy in my chart is uh, is uh, hexagram 27, gene key 27, which is the energy of selflessness. Um, at its shadow frequency, it's selfishness. Hmm. And then okay. at the gift level, it's altruism. So you can see that there's this, mm-hmm. this maturing of the energy mm-hmm. from selfishness to selflessness Mm -hmm. um and so the gene keys is is an elaboration in that way but it also offers you the opportunity to move through uh, some energy archetypes that you may be experiencing in your life in uh in three sequences one of them is called the golden path and that's your four prime gifts so 
you move through a contemplation of each of those in a sort of gentle but structured way so that you uh, slowly start to embody that energy in your own experience. The second sequence is called the Venus sequence. And this is really the core of the Gene Keys Golden Path program. Um, it's all about relationships. It's about your purpose, your specific purpose in relationships. Mm. You'll contemplate your attractor field. So we've all heard of, of the new ideas around the law of attraction and about creating an environment where you can realize you know, what you're here for and what your hopes okay. and dreams are in your experience. So you'll contemplate your attractor field. You'll contemplate your intelligence, but not just mental intelligence. You'll contemplate your IQ, but also your EQ. That's your emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. Mm -hmm. You'll contemplate your SQ, which is your spiritual intelligence. And then one part of the, pro the process is to realize that we all have a core wound and so you'll have the opportunity to contemplate your core wound. And so I guess I need to back up and say, starting in November, the Gene Keys uh, Global Community is hosting a six-month online retreat where for only $250, you can spend six months meeting with like-minded spirits from all around the world who are all working on the Venus sequence together. That's and so there's one collective event by Zoom uh, every week. And then there are online forums and online resources and all kinds of meditations and contemplative tools. And so it's an amazing program. I've done it three times and I'm oh, about well, to do it again. That's so. great. Well, you know, I just think there's just so many different ways to really unpack, uncover, um, and begin or continue on the journey of self-discovery and we all um it, it I mean we've we've heard all my life I've heard midlife crisis you know call it what you want to call it but there is a point in your life that things happen that causes you to really pause and reflect and and get to a point where it's like this has been my life experience this is what I've learned this is how and who I am today, but that doesn't mean that's who I have to be for the rest of my life. So if that's the case, you know, we all have our own ways of going through the, the process of really discovering who am I and who do I want to be and how do I start living that? Yeah. Um, and I love that you just introduced me to something new that I get to experiment and, and learn. Um. Because, you know, like human design for me was, is pretty new for, for me, but it helped me better understand that I'm not weird. I'm not crazy. That's just how I was designed. You know, I've always been told you have too many things going on at one time, or, you know, you need to do one thing at a time, or you got too many plates spinning, or you got this, or you got that. And what I found out, I'm just being me. A manifesting generator is supposed to be that way. Absolutely. Yes. So there's nothing wrong with me. You're not at all. You are specifically unique. Yes. And I think that's what I love what you said about um, everybody maybe being confronted with, you know, as you said, midlife crisis. In mm -hmm. my case, maybe I had a quarter life crisis and mm -hmm. then I had a third life crisis. And now maybe I'm <laughs> I've had a couple of those. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I want to. I want to acknowledge myself and you and 
anyone else who has been offered an experience like that and and went through it and faced it and embraced it with courage mm-hmm. and allowed it to be the transformational time that was in, it was intended to be mm-hmm. see part of the it's it's just a part of our experience here the systems and the and the cultures and the civilizations that we have manifested for ourselves that we're encouraged to fit the mold we're encouraged to follow certain patterns mm-hmm. and this is called conditioning mm-hmm. so from an early age you you have acquiesced many of us to one degree or another have acquiesced to these systems ways of behaving uh, ways of thinking and some of them may or may not actually be authentic for you. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't found a system through which you may have the opportunity to gently and lovingly contemplate, mm-hmm. you know, where you are now, what what your mind is doing, uh, and, and then giving you the opportunity to transmute and transform that into something that's more authentic to you, these systems may be of interest to you. Absolutely. And you know, Jared, I just have to, and this isn't anything I've ever said on the show before, but for me, going through this experience meant that I had to put aside how I was raised in a, in a, um, now we, we weren't any particular denomination. We were assembly of God. We were non-denominational. We were Methodist. We were Baptist. We were, you know, we, my parents always chose a church that fit the family and we moved a lot. So, Church to them was a place that we all, I mean, that was a big part of, that was a big decision for them because they wanted a church family. And so I, um, so growing up in church, going on this path of really discovering who I am instead of who my parents said I was supposed to be, um, required that I, I put some of those conditioning, um, beliefs down long enough to to discover and to and figure out how it all blends together without feeling like I was betraying my family and my upbringing and maybe so, even your faith and in my faith so my point is that sometimes whenever you're going down I just challenge you to not be critical of your thoughts as you're you're going through a discovery period don't don't criticize just experience and feel and explore and research it doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong you're just being true to who you are and you may just circle right back around and see how it all loops together and um I know I have yeah but good I, really I honestly every everything i look at if you if you focus on it and integrate it within you long enough you realize that everything's pointing to the same truth mm-hmm. it's just said a little different it's packaged a little differently right. yeah so um i i think that was it took me several years to let go of that and allow myself to discover without judging myself for doing so otherwise i and honestly i probably would not have been as sick as i was because of that tug of war that was going on within um, before I finally said, okay, it's not this or that. I need to figure out how it's this and that. That's beautiful. So brilliant. 
Anyway, um, I'm going to wrap up the show so we don't take up too much time. I like to do these shows fast enough that people can watch it on their way to work and not have to worry about remembering to come back around and catch the tail end. But I love this conversation. Thank you so much for being here today. And um, we're going to have to record again. It has been my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. And like I'm sure everybody else who has been in your field and been a part of this, I appreciate you very much for what you've done. Absolutely. And you're definitely creating an environment where people can begin to feel supported Mm -hmm. to move into that path of Mm self-realization. And that's a really great thing for our community. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Absolutely. Yeah. It just, gosh, if we could love without judgment, love everybody without conditions and judgment, wouldn't that be a beautiful place? And that is our natural way of being. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You look at a two or a three-year-old and yeah, there's no judgment there. Mm. We're just living life. Anyway, thank you all for listening. And um, I look forward to bringing you some other information on the next episode. So be sure to listen, subscribe if you have not already, leave a review, and please, 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 please share the KMA podcast with your friends. Have a great day.